certain crimes hold a key to capturing Americans and journalists' hearts. These cases receive immediate attention from some of the biggest news media sources, podcasters, and TikTok influencers from around the world, as information of these cases are picked apart and debated, and the world begins fighting for the rights of that one victim. But what about the other victims? What about the victims whose cases fall as nothing more than a blurb on page four? They're read and then basically forgotten. What about those cold cases who have little to no family that's left fighting for answers? More than 600,000 people go missing in the United States. Not only that, 4,400 unidentified bodies are recovered each year. Roughly 25,000 remain unidentified after one year. There are also over 200,000 cold cases in the United States alone. Now, I want you guys to stop and think. How many of those cold cases do you know who the victims are? You know Jean Benet Ramsey, Maura Murray. You know the big names. But what about the rest of them? The rest of those, those are our cases. Now, we focus on the ones mostly in the Kansas area and surrounding states because there are a great many other podcasters that are doing the same work we are in their local areas. By utilizing crime solve techniques, we all work together in this fight and we won't stop in our fight until we get larger media sources to stand up and pay attention to these crimes. We want to get their local police departments to answer some of the outstanding questions on their cases. We don't stop until there are eyes on these cases and answers for these victims. This is our mission statement. This is what we do. We don't have time to stop for breakfast because we get up every day and we work on these cases. And there are many independent podcasters doing this work. And yeah, we get little to no attention, but we are striving and we will continue to do so until we get the attention of larger media sources on the cases, not our podcast. We are killers for breakfast. And this is what we do. Crime Scenes and Cupcakes is a true crime investigative podcast. We discuss cases regarding the assault, murder, sexual assault, or cases involving the abuse or abduction of adults or children. These topics can be very disturbing and a trigger to many individuals. So please listen accordingly. If you or someone you know is struggling or in crisis, help is available. You can text, call, or chat 988. 
This is available 24-7. It is also available in multiple languages. For anyone who needs mental health related or suicide crisis support, it can connect you with trained crisis counselors. Also, if you are in Wichita, there is a local crisis center. Call 316-660-7500. Hey guys, it's Mary Ann, Dog Mom Baker, True Crime Podcast Maker. And it has been no secret that I have come down on the Wichita Police Department a lot about the fact that they don't share information on their cold cases. But guess what? I was scrolling on their social media this afternoon and lo and behold, they were sharing a cold case. And guys, if we want them to keep doing this, we need to actively show that we support them doing this. So I need you to help share this podcast. I need you to help share their social media about this case. Not only that, this is a cold case I didn't know anything about. I had, I think I had seen a little bit about this case, but not a lot. And so I dug a little bit more than what they had shared. And so we have some information on this case and I need your help as true crimers to get the information out there because we need justice for Vincent Moore. Not only that, I am sure Vincent Moore's brother wants to know what happened to his little brother. This is the case. It is an eight-year-old missing persons case of seven-month-old Vincent Moore. So Vincent Moore, like I said, was seven months old when he was last seen in the custody of his father, Gary McKenzie Moore Jr. He, his father was leaving his house near 31st Street South and Hydraulic in Wichita, Kansas in the early morning hours of July 11th, 2015. He was carrying a blue and black floral print diaper bag. Now, the Wichita Police Department on their social media has a picture of a diaper bag that looks really similar to the one he was carrying. So, we're going to share those pictures. Now, the story goes back to June 5th. Now, on June 5th, Vincent's mother, Michelle Mendez, she says she dropped Vincent and his two-year-old brother off for a visit with their father, Gary. Gary takes both of these children to Texas, and they say he takes him to Texas sometime in mid to late June, and they stay there until July 9th, and that's when they return to Wichita. And during this time, Michelle Mendez says she makes repeated attempts to get in touch with Gary and see where the children are, how they're doing, and she wants to pick them up. But she hasn't been able to reach them. And 
she cannot get a hold of Gary. Now, my first question is, are we sure Gary returned with both children? But a neighbor reports that they did see Gary with Vincent on July 11th in the 3100 block of South Hydraulic. So there is a reported sighting. Now, I'm not 100% sure. You know how I am with witness testimony. So I'm not sure 100% whether or not Vincent made it back, but they are saying there was eyewitness testimony. Now, again, Michelle's not able to reach Gary. She's not able to see her kids. Why Gary is keeping her away from her kids, we don't know. So, but she's called the police. She's put out a obstruction with parental rights. Two weeks later, Gary Moore, well, he gets into how most people get stopped. Most serial killers are even caught traffic stops. Everybody screws up on a traffic stop. And in Wichita on July 29th, that's how Gary Moore is caught. 18 days after Vincent was last seen, Gary Moore gets stopped by the police on a traffic stop. Now, he has Vincent's two-year-old brother with him, but not Vincent. Gary claims he had given Vincent back to Michelle Mendez. He doesn't know what she's talking about. He's with Michelle. And Michelle is saying, nope, he never gave the baby back to me. Police are confused. We are in a he said, she said situation. But Gary, he's been arrested. And so, but they do give Michelle a polygraph, which she does pass. Now, with all of this back and forth, the press gets involved. The press does talk to Gary Moore about two months after Vincent's disappearance. KWCH talks to Gary Moore and they ask Gary Moore, hey, what the hell is going on with this case and where is Vincent? Gary Moore's response is, I think she's stashed. She is Michelle. Gary Moore says Michelle has Vincent stashed away. Why she would stash Vincent away is beyond. And Moore says that he dropped Vincent off with Michelle as soon as he returned from Texas. And he said he thinks Vincent is alive and thriving. And his response is also, he better be alive, and that's all he wants to think about. Police, on the other hand, quickly into this investigation, they have determinations that they don't believe he's alive at all, and it's a homicide investigation. And we talk about Detective Ogile. He's been active in a lot of investigations we've talked about. I don't remember if he's Detective Ogile or Lieutenant Ogile. I've done this case quickly because I wanted it out there. And KWCH had asked him what evidence he had that pointed to Vincent's case being a murder. And his response was, we don't know how he died. 
that's the problem with this case. We know he disappeared. There are theories out there and they're still looking at them. We don't have any evidence on how he died or where he is at this time. Now, police don't throw things to homicide easily. I will tell you that. Police typically want to believe someone is alive. And I don't want to say this callously, but it's a hell of a lot more of an investigation if it's a homicide. So they're not going to just say, oh, it's a homicide without that, without there being reason. So if the Wichita Police Department is determining there's a homicide, they're of course not going to hand that to us as civilians, but they're going to have some damn good reason to determine this is a homicide. Now in 2014, Vincent's father, he's been sentenced to probation for misdemeanor battery on Vincent's mother. He was also ordered to pay court costs. He's also reported to, he's also told to report to a probation officer and wear a GPS tracking device on his ankle. He's also told no contact with Michelle Mendez. Okay. He's got very clear orders. Gary McKenzie Moore Jr. has specific orders. He is ordered, pay your court cost, report to a probation officer, wear a GPS tracking device on your ankle, and have no contact with Michelle Mendez. Don't do crime. Don't do that, and let's try to find Vincent. Because that should be your primary focus. We need to find your son, right? Michelle, Gary, let's find Vincent. That should be your primary goal. Easy, right? Well, in August 2015, Moore was sentenced to a year in jail after all of that because he violates his probation. He fails to pay his court costs. He cuts off his tracking device and then decides to haul ass to Texas. And in that time, he also marries Michelle Mendez in February of 2015. You know, the woman who says, I think you did something to our son. And the woman he has a no contact order with. So to me, this is really looking highly suspicious with the both of you. I got to tell you, if I think a man had something to do in hurting my son or may have kidnapped my son, I sure have all the fucks and I'm sorry for my language, but I sure as all of the fricks, fucks, fecks, and everything else would not be marrying his ass. Now, in May of 2016, he pled guilty to tampering with electronic monitoring equipment and was sentenced to additional time in prison. Now, according to court documents, Mendez states she was concerned for the safety of their children when they were in Gary's care. She also filed for a protective order on June 18th. That's 
two weeks after she last saw her boys. In her application, she wrote that Gary had never intentionally hurt Vincent and his brother, but stated Gary was rougher than he intended to be and that he tried to use the children to control her. She also states that she thought it was only a matter of time before he hurt them. Now, we know victims of domestic violence. We know sometimes it takes steps. Sometimes it takes time for them to get out of those abusive relationships. So I am not judging her in any way, shape, or form. But this podcast is devoted to Vincent. And that should be our primary objective. And if Vincent is missing, that should have been her primary objective as well. And not getting married to the person who might have had something to do with the fact that her child is missing. Now, in August of 2015, the Kansas Department of Child Protective Services... August of 2015, as I said, the Kansas Department of Child Protective Services, or DCF, they remove Vincent's brother from Michelle Mendez's custody, and they place him in foster care. And as we know, sometimes foster care isn't the best way to go either, but right now they are just trying to figure out what they can do to help Vincent's brother. Now, at a child in need of care hearing held in October, DCF officials said there was clear and convincing evidence that Vincent is deceased. This is DCF saying that, not the Wichita Police Department. So they've obviously seen evidence that Vincent is now deceased. So, one of my most troubling things is, is if you look and you're looking for information out there on the case of Vincent Moore, one of the things you see on the Charlie Project is all of this criticism on the Wichita Police Department from Vincent's relatives. And it criticizes the police investigation, saying they don't think authorities are trying hard enough to find Vincent. And to me, yes, I have criticized the Wichita Police Department in regards to Krista's investigation. My criticism, though, is I just want a few pieces of information in her investigation so that I can share a little bit more. I do understand they have to keep some of it to themselves, and I know I'm not family. I feel like family. I know her family would say different, but I feel very close to Krista, and that's it, it's, it's a personal battle. It is nothing. It's just I wish there was more information on these cold cases. And I really hope I am correct in thinking that they may finally hear me by them sharing this case. But in regards to what the Charlie Project says that Vincent's family is criticizing the police department, I don't want to criticize families that have a lost loved one. However, I believe some of Vincent's family has information in this case. 
I believe that some of Vincent's family members may have information regarding where Vincent Moore is. And I think they need to assist the Wichita Police Department in helping find Vincent Moore. I think if they do that, we can, they can, everyone can come together and everyone can help find Vincent. And the one I think about is the biggest victim in this besides poor little Vincent is Vincent's brother. Vincent's brother was two years old when this happened. You know he remembers his brother and he may remember something happening from that time period. So please, anyone with information, you should call Crime Stoppers at 316-267-2111 about Vincent Moore, who has been missing since July 11th, 2015 from Wichita, Kansas. He is still considered an endangered male. He is a black male who was born on 3-3 of 2015. He was 14 pounds when he went missing. He was just a little tiny bundle of adorable love. And we will share the pictures that we have. We will share the social media that the Wichita Police Department has shared. He had black hair. He had brown eyes. He was a beautiful little baby. And we are hoping that somebody in Vincent's family, somebody, friends of the family, somebody who may know something, please share that information. I think Vincent's brother would like to know where Vincent is and what happened to him. Imagine going all of these years He's 10 years old now. I'm sure he wonders about his brother. Please find it in your heart and come forward with this information. Let the Wichita Police Department know we are listening to them sharing these cold cases. And we want to know more and we want to help more. What they are doing is not falling on deaf ears, and we want to help. Let's come together, true crime nerds. Let's come together, let's help, and let's do more for the Wichita Police Department. Thank you for all your help, and stay safe.